As the rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, may I welcome you very warmly to this service. These acts of worship include readings, prayers and sermons that have been newly recorded, together with congregational hymns and choir items drawn from our extensive archive of recorded music. I shall be offering this act of worship on your behalf, so please join your prayers with mine. May the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, you did it to me. very warm welcome to St. Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the Feast of Christ the King, which is the Sunday on which the present church year draws to its close before the new church calendar begins next weekend with Advent Sunday. Wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us, 
We hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin now with our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. So let us turn away from sin and turn to Christ, confessing our sins in penitence and faith. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Eternal Father, whose Son, Jesus Christ, ascended to the throne of heaven that he might rule over all things as Lord and King. Keep the Church in the unity of the Spirit and in the bond of peace, and bring the whole created order to worship at his feet, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is taken from Ezekiel, chapter 34, beginning at the 11th verse. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. A shepherd seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed and I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide, I will save my flock and they shall no longer be ravaged and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd and I, the Lord, will be their God and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the word of the Lord.
The epistle is taken from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 1, beginning at the 15th verse. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills all in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. This feast of Christ the King marks the end of the liturgical year. Looking back to this time last November, we had no knowledge of the storm clouds gathering. It was on the 31st of December 2019 
that Wuhan Municipal Health Authority reported the first cases of a new pneumonia-like illness subsequently identified as a coronavirus and known as COVID-19. The pandemic has profoundly affected our world, our nation, our city, our community and many of our lives. Whilst we have all been in the same storm, we have not been in the same boats. There are those who are confined to small flats or rooms, those who live in overcrowded accommodation, those who have lost their livelihoods, those whose work puts them daily at risk, those who have lost loved ones directly or indirectly as a result. This feast has a particular relevance for us this year, I think. There have been times when, for many of us, the restrictions that we have been living under have felt endless. Christ the King reminds us of the eternal, and it provides us with assurance that there will be a victory over this pandemic, and indeed over sin and death. The many sufferings of this time will not be the last word. We can look forward in faith and hope. This day also prompts us to ask if Christ reigns in our minds, in our hearts and in our lives. How might we go about seeking to answer that question? We might usefully look to this morning's gospel. There we are reminded of Christ's judgment. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. We see a clear distinction drawn in this passage. On the one hand, there are those who seek to defend themselves and are condemned. Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Truly I tell you, just, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. On the other hand, there are those who apparently are surprised to find themselves commended. Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. It's a powerful passage and it encourages us to reflect on where our energies are directed. It's a warning, surely, against directing too much of our attention to defending ourselves and an encouragement to pay attention to others, particularly those who are marginalised and excluded. Importantly, this feast prompts us to consider these questions on a national and a global scale. The observance of Christ the King began in the aftermath of the First World War, when the Pope of the day, Pope Pius XI, 
raised concern that whilst there was a cessation of formal hostilities, nationalist forces nevertheless continued to work against peace, the peace to which we are called, a peace characterised by love of neighbour and love of God. I'd invite you all to reflect on the past year when you feel able to face it. Whilst it has been a year of suffering, division, conflict and disaster, there have nevertheless been rays of hope. The abiding symbol of this year that comes to mind for me is that of the rainbow. I've tried to research how it came to be adopted so widely around the world as a symbol of support for our health services, but it appears to have been one of those movements that spread organically from a variety of sources. The rainbow not only brings to mind support for health and care workers, but also the support that many people provided to those in their communities, be that with a colourful display to lift neighbours' spirits or practical help for those who were isolated. There has also been something of a rediscovery of nature for many this year and a wider recognition that its exploitation must be addressed. The rainbow has particular resonance to Jews and Christians because it is a sign of God's covenant with Noah. I established my covenant with you and all flesh shall never again be cut off by the water of the flood. Neither shall there again be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I am making between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all successive generations. I set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a sign of a covenant between me and the earth. The rainbow is also a sign of diversity. It's a banner of pride. The Church of England has just published the products of its Living in Love and Faith project, which provides learning resources to help members reflect on matters of sexuality. Perhaps these will come to be seen as a significant step in healing hurt. There's been a particular attention this year to ethnic diversity. Archbishop Desmond Tutu described South Africa as a rainbow people in the wake of the fall of the apartheid regime to signal a coming together of people previously divided. We have seen people coming together in support of the Black Lives Matter movement and its stand against racially motivated violence. And that's also prompted recognition that we have memorialised those who've been responsible for repression of black, Asian and minority ethnic groups, disregarding the impact that that has. Personally, I found Black History Month of particular significance this year. I've attended events in previous years, but had done so wanting to support black and ethnic minority colleagues and celebrate the contribution of their communities. Only this year have I realised that whilst that's important, the event also promotes recognition that the history that we have inherited has been whitewashed because it has consistently made the experience of black, Asian and minority communities invisible. As David Olasoga puts it, 
national history has too often been treated as a soft play area, a place to feel good about ourselves rather than somewhere where we might learn something about our successes and our failures. Perhaps this year will be a turning point towards recovering the diversity of our national history and addressing inequality. An inspiring event from the past year that comes to mind was that of the Black Lives Matter protester, Patrick Hutchinson, who carried a far-right counter-protester to safety after he was injured. Patrick is a personal trainer from Wimbledon. He reports having been stopped by police 30 times in a single week. His actions were extraordinary. It would have been understandable if he had ignored the needs of a counter-protester, but he managed to rise above that. We're at the end of this liturgical year, but we are still in the grip of this pandemic. The clouds have by no means cleared, despite positive news about progress on vaccine development. Nevertheless, there have been rays of hope, and some of those may well light the path of our efforts to serve God and neighbour in the months and years ahead. May Christ reign in our hearts, in our minds and in our lives. To finish this morning, I'd like to share with you words from Mother Jane Stewart that have resonance for us today. Tears and joy meet like clouds between heaven and earth. Clouds and rain go into the making of a rainbow as well as sunlight. If there were no clouds or rain, there would be no rainbow. And the blacker the clouds and the heavier the rain, the more beautiful is the rainbow. We may be under a cloud, but if we turn our gaze on the sun of justice, we shall see his arc against the dark background of our sorrow. And the more we turn to him, the greater shall be our comfort. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory, to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified who has spoken through the prophets. 
We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. In the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to the Father. Loving God, we come before you this morning in praise and thanksgiving for all that you have done for us and to pray for our world, the world that you created for us. We pray for your church across the world as it seeks to serve and to share the good news amidst the pandemic and for our church leaders as they seek to guide us through this difficult time. May they find strength and peace in you when they need it. We pray for our own church, for the day when we can all safely meet together for worship once more. And we give thanks and pray for Alison, our rector, Jeff, our associate priest, and all who help and support them. We pray especially today as we remember David Bolton, our verger, who sadly passed away this week. Thank you, Lord, for David's passion and long-standing commitment to the community, guild and church of St Bride's. Give comfort to his family and all those that will miss him here and help us to remember him and all that he did for us. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, prayer. our prayer. Father, we are truly sorry for the times that we have let you down, when we have failed to help those we ought to help, when we have passed by on the other side instead of helping people who needed our help. At this difficult time, for many who are alone, without food, who are thirsty or sick, help us to find new ways to share your love with them, that they too may come to know you more and more. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, prayer. our prayer. We pray for our world leaders and all who are in positions of authority as they seek to do the best possible thing they can in leading us through the COVID crisis. Give them guidance and wisdom in all their decision making as they seek to bring the virus under control. We pray for those on the front line who are working to overcome the virus and care for those who are sick and dying, that they may have the courage to carry on and that they may know your peace, strength and love. We give thanks for the talent and the ambition of the scientists across the world working to develop vaccines and treatments to help stop its spread. And we pray that they will continue to be successful and that their work will be shared fairly for the good of all your people. We pray for ourselves too, those at home, locked down and missing family and friends, that we will soon be able to be together again and that we will remember this time and give thanks and never take for granted all the amazing opportunities and gifts you have given us. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, prayer. our prayer. This week marks the 30th anniversary of the last national newspaper leaving Fleet Street, ending a 300-year tradition. As the journalist church, we remember all who have given their lives to make sure we heard the truth and that justice was done. And we pray for the journalists of today that they too will have the courage to speak out and shine a light on injustice with faith and integrity. Lord, in your mercy, 
hear Hear our prayer. Father, we take comfort and strength that whilst much has changed in the last 30 years, your church here at St Bride's on Fleet Street continues to serve and to grow. Whilst today we mark the Feast of Christ the King, it is also the Feast of Saint Cecilia, the patron saint of musicians. We give thanks and praise for the many brilliant musicians that make our worship here so wonderful. We pray for our choir, our orchestra, Matthew, our organist, and all the musicians that perform here in recitals and concerts. Bless and protect them all at this difficult time and help us to find new ways to support them until we can be together again to enjoy their music. Lord, in your mercy, hear Hear our prayer. prayer. Be by the side of and comfort all those in pain, those who are facing the challenge of illness and the loved ones that face it with them. Give them and all who are ill strength and faith to face each day and by the power of the Holy Spirit grant that they may return to good health as quickly as possible. Let us remember also those that have died and have now joined you in heaven, especially David our Verger. We pray that they will all find peace with you and that you will comfort those who are left behind. We pray also for those whose anniversaries occur at this time. May perpetual light shine upon them and may they rest in peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, we take time to remember in silence those known only to us who need your support and love. Merciful Father, accept Accept these prayers prayers for for the the sake sake of of your Son, Son, our our Saviour, Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? To crown all things there must be love, to bind all together and complete the whole. Let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks that he is the King of glory who overcomes the sting of death and opens the kingdom of heaven to all believers. He is seated at your right hand in glory, and we believe that he will come to be our judge. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this, our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies, 
We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table. But you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Let us pray. Stir up, O Lord, the wills of your faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruits of good works, may by you be plenteously rewarded. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen.
Christ our King, make you faithful and strong to do his will, that you may reign with him in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.